Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, I promise you're in the right place because this is where the best run. We always say it, we always mean it, and we think it's true. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. I have an interesting quote that'll just punch up our topic right away from Coca Sexton, who was a Game Changers guest a couple of years ago. He's one of the most recognized social experts in the tech industry. Here's the quote. Listen up. Videos, there's my key word, you know what we're going to be talking about. Videos are more frequently shared on social media as compared to written content. I think the handwriting is on the wall or it's on the tape or wherever your media is. So what are we talking about here? Whether you are in sales or if you are in marketing, lucky you, it's time to think outside of the box. You need to reach and encourage prospects to buy from you. It's crowded out there. It's busy out there. Everyone's got media pounding them, whether it's audio, whether it's visual, all day long on their mobile devices, their cell phones, their computers, their phones, written material. So how do you get in front of the people you need to talk to? Well, we have an interesting idea here. We've covered this topic before on some other Game Changer series, but this is time for us to bring it to Coffee Break, to you, our biggest global audience, and we thank you for your loyalty. Here's the deal. Create videos in-house using your own people. I said it. Let's just get that out there. Again, create videos in-house using your own people. If you're sitting there and saying, what? It's expensive. You need a lot of technology. You need a lot of expertise. You need to bring in a fancy schmancy video crew. No, no, no. And that's what we're going to hear here to help you with today. And then don't just make the videos. Make them well. Make them compelling. Make them answer questions your audience is asking. And then what do you do with them? Well, you're going to use them in your sales strategies and more specifically, you're going to use them in your social selling. That puts a big red bow on the package of what we're talking about today. I have three experts, and they're going to share tips and tricks, which I know you all would love, to optimize the engagement and pipeline you're going to get from these fabulous videos you're going to make, because we know you're going to run right out and do it after the show. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome. And technically, officially, our topic is social sellers and video, but I'll say marketers and video, sellers and video. Let's just say video. Look, Ma, I'm on camera part two. And yes, I do have a digital camera and I make all my TV shows. My cable TV shows are all done in a home studio with a great digital camera. So I know how this works. We have three wonderful experts on the panel. Let me tell you who they are. Just briefly, Mark Lotenero. I think I said that right, Mark. Senior Client Success Manager for Grapevine 6. We have Julio Viscovich. He's coming back. They're, they're all returning guests. At Next Level Sales, we'll find out more about what he does. And Alexandra Witta, if you're looking her up, W-I-T-T-E, lead for the global virtual customer experience community at SAP. Welcome to my panelists, and let's start with Mark Lotenero. Mark has sent us a quote from Jordan Belfort. I didn't recognize the name, Mark. I looked him up. You know I do the background <laughs> research, and I, I said to myself, why didn't I remember his name? So let me do it. Jordan Ross Belfort, born in 1962. To me, he's a quite a young guy, American author, motivational speaker and former stockbroker. In 1999, he pleaded guilty to fraud and related crimes in connection with stock market manipulation, and he was running a boiler room. I think everybody knows what that is as part of a penny stock scam. Think fraud. He spent uh, almost two years in prison, and he made an agreement to give testimony against his partners and the people working under him in the fraud scheme. But here's the kicker. He published the memoir, The Wolf of Wall Street, in 2007, and it was made into a movie that came out in 2013. So yes, The Wolf of Wall Street relates back to Jordan Belfort. Here's the quote. Listen up. No matter what happened to you in your past, you are not your past. You are the resources and the capabilities you gain from it, and that is the basis for all change. Mark Lotenero, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, thank you for having me. 
Back on, Bonnie. I appreciate delighted, it. Delighted, delighted. And one of your colleagues from Grapevine 6 was on the first part of this we did on our social selling with Game Changers series. So we're very happy to have you back. Mark, talk to me. Jordan Belfort, is this, this isn't a confession, but he's saying, hey, let's move on. Let's grow from what we did, good, bad, or ugly. So tell me, how does this relate to our topic, video for marketing and sales? Talk to me. Sure, yeah. So um, I think Jordan was pretty spot on here. And, and, you know, given some of the past decisions he's made, uh, I think he's one of the best to, to really speak to this. But, um, you know, in my eyes, people, people tend to think that their past failures or their shortcomings or their bad experiences, they think that that shapes who they are today and who they're going to be in the future. But um, in reality, you know, it, it's the lessons and the takeaways and the learnings from those past experiences that really help us grow and make those positive outcomes and, you know, just general changes in our lives. So a, a lot of people are weary or hesitant or self-conscious, insecure, or they lack confidence to really put themselves out there and break the mold of tradition to try new things and to get out of their comfort zone because of those past experiences. So um, I think it's important to, to really understand that, that it is only when we take those chances and break out of whatever previous molds we were held into, uh, where we become better, more well-rounded individuals. And, you know, in terms of today's topic, I think a lot of people are hesitant to leverage video. Um, video is, can be very, you know, revealing about an individual, and a lot mm-hmm. of us are insecure and self-conscious. They don't, they're worried about what their audience is going to think about them. So um, whatever those you know, past shortcomings might be, whatever those insecurities are, you know, use those to your advantage, get outside of your comfort zone, and just do do what you need to do to, to really expand your digital brand and to get in touch with your audience. And I think video is an excellent way to do that. It sounds like, Mark Latenero, it sounds like you're saying, take the risk, make the leap, don't be afraid, be authentic, let it all hang out, as we used to say. Is that the message that you just gave us? That's exactly right. And, and, um, and I think one of the big issues is um, people, people are worried about how others are going to look at them. And a, a lot is revealed about, a, about an individual through an intimate video. It's, it's, it's really hard to fake that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do think that there is some hesitancy. People are scared to put themselves out there. Their fear, fear of being rejected, fearing that no one's going to interact with the content that they share from a video standpoint. Yeah. So it's about breaking away from that mindset and just putting yourself out there. Like you said, Bonnie, just taking the risk and take every, every step as a new learning experience to get better and grow. Very interesting. And, and that goes back, Mark, to my opening when I said, don't think you need to hire a professional video crew and invest in a lot of technology. And what I meant is don't think you need to make it perfect. Uh, I know that we've talked uh, with this panel, I think, about Gary V, and somebody will probably bring that up later about he, he just sits there and talks uh, from the, the wine company he he's running for his father in New Jersey, and they weren't doing great business, and he started doing videos, and, and he just e- exploded on social and grew the business exponentially very quickly. But the point is that the comment has been made, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, he just sits there and talks to the camera like he's talking to his buddy. He's a real deal, and he says what he says. And I think this is, uh, this is what we're looking for. So, Mark, be like Gary V. Is that one of our, one of our sub-messages here? You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I actually almost used a Gary V quote instead of the one that I use from Jordan and and I'm not even kidding and and I think he's a huge inspiration to the folks out there that that are a little bit weary about putting themselves out there because he is he is a completely transparent individual yeah. he does take some backlash for it but that's going to always come with the territory anytime you are your true self you're going to always get some backlash um, but yep. Gary V is is a perfect example and a testament of authenticity and 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 getting an audience to rally behind you because of that authenticity. Huge fan of Thank Gary. you. 
Thank you. I'm glad I brought it up. It just just came to mind. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And now mm-hmm. let's move a little bit around the table to our second panelist, welcoming back Julio Viscovich. If you want to look him up, V-I-S-K-O-V-I-C-H, and that's part of his Twitter handle, Julio Visco, V-I-S-K-O. That's very clever, Julio. And he has sent us a quote from Confucius, 551 to 479 B.C. They counted from the big numbers down to the smaller numbers in B.C. I always have to get used to that. He was a Chinese teacher in editor, politician, and philosopher of the spring and autumn period of Chinese history, and his philosophy is known as Confucianism. He emphasized personal and governmental morality, correctness of social relationships. There we go, Julia, that's applicable. He didn't wasn't thinking about the social relationships we have today online. We didn't know about that. Justice and sincerity. There's that sincerity, authenticity. So the quote is, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Julio, how are you? I am excellent, Bonnie. Thank you for having me back on the show. We are delighted to have you back. Tell me, first of all, what do you do? I'm going to go later into your bio, but uh, tell me about what you do at Next Level Sales. I want to put your, your title in here. Founder? CEO? Yeah, Founder. Okay, I like that. Good. Now, talk to me about this quote. It reminds me a little bit of the Jordan Belfort quote that Mark Lutenero just shared with us. And I know you two didn't get together and say, oh, let's pick quotes that are similar. So tell me how you picked this one and what does it have to do with video? Well, it has to do with video and the fact that it's something new, right? I think as a salesperson, we're so used to, you know, the same old, same old, sending emails, making cold calls, doing things without putting our face in front of the customer and Getting someone to jump on video is asking them to do something completely different. It's, you know, an entrepreneurial thought process where, you know, we're going to try something new. We're going to put ourselves out there, and there's a good chance that it's not going to be a one-and-done video the first time you actually make a video. You're probably going to fall a few times. You're going to have Mm -hmm. to do a couple outtakes. You're going to try it a few times until you finally are happy with it. And I think that's one of the most difficult things making video is turning your camera lens into your prospect. And actually, you know, letting it loose a little bit and actually talking to your prospect by name or looking into a camera lens. And that's something that not everybody's going to be used to. And it's going to be uh, perhaps a little funky when you first try it out. But at the end of the day, whether you fall down, you have a few outtakes, your first videos aren't going to be perfect. Uh, but the most important thing is that you're persistent about it uh, and you understand that it's going to work. And I think today we're going to talk about why it's going to work and hopefully we make everyone feel comfortable about uh, trying out video. And if you do fail and you do fall, it's about being persistent, getting back up, trying it again. And uh, ultimately, it's going to pay itself off in uh, your commissions. Thank you. So well put, Julio. And it reminded me, I mentioned that I now tape my cable TV shows in a home studio I created here in my new home in Durham, North Carolina, as opposed to the three-camera, four-camera studio I used in New York because they didn't have anything like that where I am. The People's Channel here is not set up that way. And so I I bit the bullet, invested in a Mevo camera with the boost, and uh, it's run on an iPad, the whole thing, and my director uses his fingers to change the scenes and move the scene around, and we have a whole light board and an audio board. But what I wanted to say was... I give instructions to my guests. And just like the radio show where we're not scripted here, I just do a free-fall conversation rather than a Q&A prepared scripted interview. And I find that the authenticity of my guests, Julio, I just find ways to bring them out and get them excited. And when they smile or they get excited about the topic and talk to me and the camera, it's, it's wonderful rather than them sitting, oh, let me read my notes. But, Julio, what I wanted to say, and to Mark also, is that I tell my guests if you say something you don't want or you mess up we're just going to keep rolling but just say hey stop I don't want to do that we just keep rolling and then I edit it out which brings me to there is some really good free editing software as well I use iMovie and I put in transitions I add things in I take things out Julio do you uh, believe in using video editing software if something isn't quite exactly the way you want when you recorded it Absolutely. I mean, things happen, right? Oftentimes, you may even forget to turn your ringer off on your phone or something, and then all of a sudden it goes off right in the middle of an idea as you're getting it across. So I think the most important thing is just keep going. Avoid the stops and starts as much as possible. Keep going and get it all out there, and you can always edit it uh, out, um, you know, in the future. So use those transitions and make yourself look good. 
Uh, but again, yep. I think you're bang on there is just make sure that uh, you just keep going because it's Thank very you. difficult to jump back and forth between your thought processes. So exactly. uh, for me, I highly recommend uh, what you mentioned is just keep going, edit it out later, use transitions. It's never been yep. easier uh, to use. Yep really user-friendly softwares now that allow you to do a good job editing, and iMovie is a great example. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Just doing a little case study here, and now our third panelist. She has so much great information for us. We're delighted to welcome back Alexandra Witta, and Alexandra has sent us a beautiful quote from Maya Angelou, not the one we usually get from our panelists. Maya Angelou, born Marguerite Annie Johnson, 1928 to 2014, was an American poet, singer, memoirist, and civil rights activist. She published only seven autobiographies. I don't know how many people even do more than one. She had three books of essays, several books of poetry, and she is credited with plays, movies, and TV shows over a half century. That's 50 years. She received more than 50 honorary degrees, and she's most famous for her first autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, published in 1969. So here is the beautiful quote, and that was of her life up to the age of 17. Here is the quote Alexandra has selected from Maya Angelou. Listen up. If you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. Alexandra, welcome back. I love the quote. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Bonnie. I love to be on your show again. And how are you doing today? Well, it's very kind of you to ask. I'm very excited. I've already hosted two webinars, and this is my first of two radio shows. So this is the authentic me, very excited to be doing what I do. And I love the authenticity of speaking to you, Alexandra, and Mark and Julia on live radio, because this is who we are. This is what's on our mind. So tell me about this. The quote took me by surprise, Alexandra. Trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you can be. Let's relate that to the concept of making videos in-house with your own people in your company. Talk to me. Yeah, so I chose the quote because I think it's very inspiring. And I also chose it because it serves as a reminder for myself because I need to constantly push myself to know, I mean, to look for the next big thing that makes communication more engaging and more exciting because video now has become so normal to me that I'm already looking for the next thing with video, like interactive video or how we can improve the live stream experience. So I think, yeah, three years ago, for instance, I talked about putting your own videos on LinkedIn and I hardly saw anyone doing this, but today this has become very standard. So I think we constantly need to push ourselves to look for the next communication method. And this is why I chose the quote. And I'm probably also going to hang it up on my wall so that I will always push myself every day to look for something new. Thank you very much. And I just, I'm glad you mentioned that. I just looked up uh, LinkedIn and videos, and there is actually uh, a LinkedIn video here uh, called How to Embed Video into LinkedIn with the full instructions. There are a lot of posts on YouTube on exactly how to do it. So it's very much considered something that couldn't be done. Now, Alexandra, I want you to define normal versus amazing. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that quote. What's your thought? Yeah, I think normal, today normal is hopefully that people are not using just their smartphones or their email to communicate with prospects and customers, but that they also use video communication. And if you want to be amazing, then you are either using video in another way or in a new way, or you try new ways to combine video with other means of communication. So I think it's also about how you leverage the technology that is out there. For instance, um, this year, we covered seven of our events via self-recorded videos. And there were some events where we collected our first experience doing that. And I still remember one event where my colleague just took the 360 camera, plugged it onto his phone, and did a 360 live booth tour. And that was the first 360 video that he ever did in his life. Right, and he just went for it, and this is this is the spirit that I love, and wow. this is what um, I I can only encourage everyone to do. 
I'm flabbergasted. That is really something. And and when you're live streaming is even a a scarier aspect. I have the option of live streaming my TV shows, but I'd rather have the opportunity to look at them and make those transitions I was discussing with Julio. And I also, uh, here's something interesting that I do. I don't know if it's appropriate in business videos. I listen to what my guests say. And I write in a crawl underneath that goes across the screen from right to left, bits and pieces of the conversation or their words of wisdom on whatever the topic of our discussion is, so that I've added a visual piece of visual interest to just listening to somebody talk and watching somebody talk. And I find it's more it makes it a little more like a news show and makes it very interesting to see the crawl. And I do it every couple of minutes, not all the time, so that you get to concentrate on the conversation. Then you get to see this this call out, if you will, of what was important for me as the host and producer, what I think is memorable as a takeaway from my guests. Do you ever encourage people to do that in editing, Alexandra, to put a a crawl or to post a call out from the conversation? Um, I actually never thought about that. I only um, preached that, so far I've preached that people should write a compelling description Mm-hmm. to their video and that uh, when they send a video message to a prospect or customer that this text that they add to their video is very personalized so that the customer mm-hmm. prospect doesn't have the impression that it's spam. So everything should be personalized in the video. Even though you produce a video, it still sounds like spam if you don't personalize it. So this is what I preach whenever I hold my video trainings and I hope everyone does it. Thank you. Very, very interesting. I like what you said. Uh, let's just quickly go around the panel before I get to the where are you, what's in your cup, and what, what's your role, what do you do at your company. Mark Latenero, agree or agree with what Julio has said, what I added, because it's been a while since we spoke to you, what's it been, 12 minutes, and what Alexandra said about the authenticity, about personalizing, any kind, about editing. Go ahead, Mark. Absolutely, yeah, and, and I think from an editing standpoint, too, is is you use everything that you have access to. If you have software that provides you with editing capabilities, then why wouldn't you use it? However, what I will say is I, I think there's an important distinction between how much you want to focus on that. And what I mean by that is, you know, from a, from a marketing asset standpoint, if you're creating videos that, that you know, go on .com or are, are very specific to marketing campaigns, then you're going to obviously want to edit that to be absolutely perfect. But if these are videos that you're recording from a social selling standpoint, trying to give mm-hmm. your audience an understanding of who you are as an individual, edit, edit so the video makes sense, but, but, but don't, don't, don't try to make it too perfect. Don't, mm-hmm. don't try to make everything absolutely flawless because that's... Agree is going to take away from the authenticity. It's going to take away from the personalization aspect of it too as well. And, and in fact, is going to result in your audience not really knowing truly what your personality is like or who you are. It's going to be a, a button-down, condensed, more professional version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so editing is, is excellent. Use it when it makes the most sense. Um, but I think just, you know, in the big picture, Bonnie, I, you know, I think everyone had excellent points in terms of putting yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fail. If you do fail, which is going to happen, don't be afraid to just get up, dust yourself off, and just keep going. Everybody is going to face some shortcomings and some roadblocks, as in any other aspect of our daily lives, right? So why should trying something new be any different? So um, love what uh, Alexandra and Julio had to say. Um, and I'm excited to continue this conversation. Thank you. You're very kind. And I will tell you that when I edit my TV shows, there's there's no attempt at perfection. All I'm trying to do is if there was an awkward moment or somebody said, stop, I didn't want to say that, I just pull out a little tiny clip and I just connect with a, a nice little blur transition and it goes into the next part of the conversation. And it's really fun for me to look at 
what was said because when I'm hosting I'm not exactly sure I know what I say and what they say but I don't have that audience view it's really fun to see how it turned out and look at it and uh, I, I sometimes if something a shot wasn't really good I'll overlay it with some photos that the guest has sent me just on top so you hear their voice and then you see a little bit of a montage it, it really makes it fun I'll, I'll send you all a link to my, my Vimeo channel and you can take a look at some of the shows I think you'll enjoy them and now Julio what are your thoughts about what specifically what Alexandra added? Yeah, I think it's uh, very much on point. Um, I always think of like when I think of authentic videos, for whatever reason, I think of the movie Blair Witch Project that came out about 15 or 20 years ago, where uh, essentially it was a horror movie and they filmed it point of view with a camcorder in the woods. And that's why it was so uh, popular, because it was different. It was authentic. It was not polished like you would typically find in a normal Hollywood blockbuster hit. And I think that kind of parlays itself into social selling as well. I think you do have to be authentic and not look to drive perfection in every single video. It's about the message. It's about letting people yeah. sit down at a table with you, even though the geographic barriers or time zones might be constraining that. So I think the more you can strive for that type of um, situation, I think the better off you're going to be uh, in using your videos and the more impactful they're going to be on the uh, potential prospect. Thank you very much. And now, you know what? Since we just went around the table back to Mark and Julio, I'm going to start off with where are you today? What do you love to drink? And what's your role? We already know a little bit about you, Alexandra, but why don't you start us off? Where are you? I know you called into us from somewhere. I don't think you're in the U.S. today. What's your favorite drink that powers you to be so savvy about helping people make great marketing videos, Alexandra? And bring us up to date on what you do. Yeah, thanks so much. So I'm calling in from Germany. On the first show, I was I still lived in Berlin, but now I live close to Munich, which makes me a frequent uh, visitor to the Oktoberfest. <laughs> I drink <laughs> and I drink Schale. It's a German word for a drink that you can make yourself, no matter where you are in this world. You just need to fill your cup with about three quarters sparkling water and then you add any kind of fruit juice that you like. And to me, this is such a normal drink, but to my American colleagues and to my colleague who is in Australia, this is something that they don't know, which is completely new to them. And when they visited me in Germany this year, they always ordered Schorle. And and then they said, oh, they order Schorle because they can get it in Australia. And I was like, what are you talking about? You can make it yourself. Everyone can who's now listening to this show. And yeah, it's, it's a very delicious drink. And what I do, well, I work with sales and pre-sales at SAP. And I help them to understand the power of using video on social media to engage with their prospects and customers. And I don't only convince them that they should focus on social video. I also train them on how they can look at their best in a video and how they can incorporate the do's and leave out the don'ts that make social videos so great. And furthermore, I started working with marketing this year because we realized that if we record marketing uh, videos ourselves in marketing, we can save more than 20K per event mm. and we double the engagement. So we are complete winners if we also create our own videos and marketing. Very exciting. By the way, please spell the drink for me. You know I love to Google what the drinks are, and I've never <laughs> heard of this before. How do you spell Shala? Yes, S-C-H-O-R-L-E. Never in a million years would I have guessed that. <laughs> I tried five different permutations on it. Okay, let's see. Uh, yes, I have one called Apple Saft Shorla, sparkling apple juice. Empty, yes. undiluted frozen apple juice into a decorative pitcher. It's important to have a decorative pitcher. Or two quarts serving carafe filled juice container with club soda three times. Pour into the pitcher, stir well, and served in a fluted champagne glass. Is that it? It's a spritzer, right? It's a spritzer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your description sounds... Like is it is as if it was a very fancy drink, but we usually <laughs> drink it in just a normal glass, and it's not a fancy drink for us. It's more something that kids drink or adults who who love the drink just like me. 
Yeah. Thank you. I think I make it with uh, with orange juice, orange juice and seltzer, which is uh, just an orange juice spritzer. It's very, very delightful. Thank you, Alexandra. Let's go around the table to Mark Lotenero. Mark, where are you calling from? What do you love to drink, and what are you doing these days at Grapevine 6? So I am calling for probably just a, a four-hour drive from you, Bonnie, over in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yep, hello. And... Um, Yep, been here for about three years. So the company is actually headquartered in Toronto, Canada. And um, what's in my cup today? So just to have a little, you know, something more exciting to highlight on, you know, on this call. Um, instead of just saying I'm I'm having my normal everyday coffee, what I've been doing this week is I've been instead of putting cream and sugar in my coffee, I'm putting butter in my coffee. Oh, is now. this bulletproof coffee? Are you doing the bulletproof? So you know, there's 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 different ways to uh, there's different ways to pinpoint exactly what it is. It, it's it's part of keto, um, which which I'm actually not doing. But I read a lot of interesting articles about how adding that um, it slows down, it, it um, reduces your chances of having jitters. It keeps you fuller longer. It speeds up your, meti- your metabolism a little bit, so it sounds strange. It, it sounds kind of gross, if anything, a little bit, um, <laughs> throwing a chunk of butter in your coffee. But I, I think it makes it taste better. Um, I haven't had any jitters so far this morning like I typically do with regular coffee, so I think I may uh, continue on to try that here for a little bit. Very right. interesting. It, now, is that the same thing as Bulletproof Coffee, which uses grass-fed fed butter and uh, motor oil, they call it, and all kinds of interesting things? Bulletproof Coffee, or is this just coffee with butter? So, I I don't know. I, I can't really speak to Bulletproof Coffee. I, I have heard of that before, but I'm not quite sure about the details. I just um, I just read a few articles and took a, took a couple notes out of the keto diet. Um, yes. And... The reoccurring thing was throw a chunk of butter in your coffee and see how it makes you feel. So I, I started it doing on Monday. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue it out through the week and see if I feel better throughout the weekend. But yeah, I'm I'm going to yeah. Never that's part of part of the bulletproof recipe. Very interesting. And they use grass-fed butter and a liquid called MCT oil, uh, which is similar to coconut oil. Something about triglycerides, which is way above my pay grade. Thank you very much, Mark. It sounds incredibly <laughs> healthy. Thank you, and, and uh, I'm waving out the window to you in Charlotte here from beautiful sunny Durham. Thank you very much. I'm Julio. Well. <laughs> Thank you. Julio, you're up next. Where are you today? What do you love to drink? And what, do you been, what have you been doing at Next Level Sales? Yeah, so I am calling from Kamloops, British Columbia in Canada. So for those of you who may not have heard of it, it's just about uh, an hour, a couple hours away from Vancouver. So beautiful little town uh, nestled in the mountains, uh, which has been nice for me. It's been able to uh, allow me to get a lot more work done, that's for sure. Uh, So in my cup, and I'd love to uh, try the uh, butter recipe out sometime. I'm definitely going to put that on my list of things to do just to see how that tastes. I have heard good things about that recipe. I've also heard that it releases the caffeine a little bit slower throughout your body so that Ah. a cup of coffee kind of gives you more mileage on it. Um, So I am going to give that a shot. But unfortunately, today, what I am drinking is my pumpkin spice latte. Mm. I am very much in love with pumpkin spice. I think it's a great flavor and it's seasonal. So I wait all year for my pumpkin spice latte. And when I have that, and I think it's very important for everyone to do this, is have a drink in the morning that makes you smile and puts you in the right mind frame to start the day. So that's why I start my day with a pumpkin spice latte, at least during the autumn times. I love it. Go ahead. And what what's going on with you at Next Level Sales? Well, I am busy these days uh, between doing consulting, uh, which is what I do at Next Level Sales in terms of helping people uh, install sales processes that work for them and ultimately how to use social media in their sales process. I was interestingly enough going over with a client this week uh, about LinkedIn and how there's about 500 million users on LinkedIn and only about 100 million people uh, on LinkedIn are sharing content. So that's one fifth. Mm. Uh, 20% of people on LinkedIn are there and they're not even using it to share content. So there's so much room available for thought leadership. And I think it's a great time for us to talk about 
uh, video because I think it's the most impactful form of content. So we already have a medium that our customers and our prospects are on. I think that's great. And I think the fact that there's not so much noise there that you would find on, let's say, a Twitter or a Facebook, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. gives us a lot of examples. I wanted to bring that up. And outside of uh, working with companies, I'm also doing some teaching. So I'm also a professor at a university here, and I teach both sales and marketing classes. Well, congratulations. How are you, well, who are your students, Julio? Are, are these adults? Is this a, a graduate population or undergraduate? Who are you, who are you instructing? Yeah. That is a mixture between both. So usually mm-hmm. it's, well, primarily undergrads, but I also do teach in the MBA program as well. So graduate students uh, going into the business world. So a lot of what I talk about uh, with my clients, I bring that in the classroom. For example, I do LinkedIn workshops as well at the school for everybody. So hopefully churning out students that are digitally ready uh, for the world and ready to build their brand online versus being passive uh, about things and letting Google take control of you know, what, what's being displayed about them. Very important. I can imagine your students are probably enraptured, if that's the right word, or enthralled by your voice. You have a very calm, calm and knowledgeable voice, Julio. And when you speak, I think you relax people but make them sit up and listen at the same time, which is a very valuable type of voice. I don't know if anybody's told you that before, but I'm just going to say to your your students, you're lucky to have Julio. He's smart and he knows how to deliver great information. So there you go. So you know what we're going to do now. It's way too late to take a break. We're already deep into our topic. We promised tips and tricks, and we've been giving them since we started the show. But let's formally go back to Mark Lutenero at Grapevine. And Mark, I'm looking at your notes here. I'm going to pick up a couple things and let's go around the table fairly quickly and then I'll, I'll see if I can find something in Julio's notes that will be our second topic and one from Alexandra's. We have so much to talk about in so little time. Uh, here's what Mark told me before the show. He says, the average person watches an hour of video a day. So, handwriting's on the wall or on the video. It's important to take all communications channels into account. But here's what's interesting. He says 60% of business respondents, and Mark will tell us the source of this information, say they will watch a video on a landing page before they read any text. Mark, this is important. Tell us what's the source of this data, please, and what does this mean to our audience in terms of why they need to start making videos if they didn't already. Go ahead. Yeah, so this, so this comes from LinkedIn, Bonnie. And um, <clears throat> honestly, for me specifically, it's no surprise. Um, I think people and especially individuals that get targeted by salespeople all the time are looking for something different. Um, they are sick and tired of opening up traditional emails and reading text. They're sick and tired of um, you know, being asked to fill out a form in order to read more information. So anytime that you know, a user or an individual is taking to a different destination, I think that that automatically piques some interest, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing here specifically with videos on landing pages is because we're all used to and accustomed to the traditional forms of of that next step. And like I said, whether it's another email, it's another voicemail, or another form to fill out, another white paper, not saying that these are not valuable anymore. But also, like I said, I I, I think we're, we're yearning for something more, we're yearning for something different. Um, And I think we want to be entertained, too. And Mm -hmm. that, that, that speaks to all the the statistics that we're seeing about hours spent on YouTube and watching Facebook videos, and even now on LinkedIn as well. But, um, you know, if it were me and I was, you know, I clicked on a link and it took me to a landing page where in, instead of it was a form, it, instead of that, it was a video, uh, that's going to automatically pull me in at least initially. Not saying that I'm going to stay there for the entire duration of the video. And I think that that's everyone's end goal when we're making these videos is once we get our audience to the destination, we want to make sure that they stay there. But, you know, we, can't guarantee that that that's going to happen but i think that the odds of that peak interest up front are a Mm -hmm. lot greater than than just the everyday landing pages that we see of infographics white papers filling out forms yep is is there an element of curiosity in this mark too it's like well i've heard of 
Mark Lotetero, but what does he look like? What does he sound like? What, what, how does he talk? Do you think there's a level of curiosity about it personalizes it, as Alexandra said, but you're also face-to-face, not in person, but you're face-to-face with a real person, and, and they're interesting, and you're curious about them. Do you think that has something to do with the attraction to video? Absolutely, 100%. And if, that, if that's not the case for some people, then it should be. Um, and that, you know, I, I think that speaks again to the fact that we are all accustomed, or a lot of us are accustomed to the same traditional results, outcomes, when, when we're talking about trying to move our audience from one point to another. Our audience is, is, is sorely accustomed to the old way. So, you know, I, me personally... I, 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 am, I am totally interested in, in see you know, someone that I've exchanged several emails with or I've been on several conference calls with um, or webinars. You know, I know exactly what their voice sounds like, and I've, I've seen mm-hmm. their picture on LinkedIn, and, and, and I can hear the inflection in their voice, and I get their tone. But seeing, seeing their face in a video and, and looking, you know, not to get – too personal, but almost like looking in their eyes to really understand, you know, who Mm -hmm. this person is, at least for me, that makes it interesting. That definitely piques my interest. And it it takes us out of the traditional norms that a lot of us are stuck in here. So absolutely, I could not agree more with that statement. Thank you very much. That was Mark. Let's go to Julio. Agree or disagree about the percent of people who are watching video? It's more compelling than reading text. Does that mean, Julio, that we don't put text on websites anymore? What do you think? <laughs> well, definitely not. <laughs> we still need the text to be there. What a revolutionary <laughs> thought. <laughs> that we're, we're, we're alive and uh, we still have a website up. But um, I totally agree. Yeah, I think we've been reprogrammed a lot over the last, I don't know, five to ten years just with smartphones and computers and everything. And I think people are just more hungry for, and have an appetite for video content. And, you know, even like if you are going to send a white paper or an infographic, maybe you make a video to sum it up. So instead of telling someone they need to read a ten-page white paper, maybe you go out of your way and put a two-minute video together that actually highlights the key points of the white paper to say, hey, if you don't want to read it, I've summed it up for you and here's my video. So it help, you can also use it to help people take in the content that you already have. Um, if you feel you're not creative or you can't come up with what you want to say or maybe you just want to make sure that you're staying uh, in front of the prospect during maybe a dark period of time where you don't have a meeting set up and it's worth sending an infographic or a white paper, but you sum it up in a nice video so it makes it more digestible for them. I think it's fascinating that somebody would do that. I I would love to have that opportunity. Um, We'll talk a little more about the style of the video. But, Alexandra, what do you think? Agree or disagree with where we're going with this? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that when I receive a personalized video message, I feel so much more appreciated. And and I actually start to get really excited about watching the message because I know that that person invested time in creating that message just for me. And so, of course, I'm always pressing play. And back to the quote, I I never heard the quote before, but I know that this matches with the experience that we've made at SAP. We set up a video platform this year that allows everyone to create a video landing page in a couple of minutes. And our analytics show that 80%, 80%, around 80% of all customers and prospects that visit the landing pages also watch the video message. So I can only support what, uh, what was brought up here on the call. Thank you very much. Good going on on that one. I'm looking now at Julio's notes. And Julio, uh, I, I just have to mention this. You say video is the most powerful form of communication, whether you're in sales or not, aside from an in-person meeting. Let's start to talk a little bit about the technique. And we haven't talked about, we talked about use your own people and you don't need fancy equipment. You can use editing. Keep going. Be authentic. Let it, let it hang out. Let people look in your eyes, hear your voice, see how fast you blink your eyes and what your eyelashes look like and all that good stuff. So, Julio, I'm, uh, this is not in your notes, but I'm going to ask you to start this one for me. Who should be doing these videos? Is it your marketing person, your chief marketing officer? Is it somebody who is in your social selling team who is normally behind the tweets and behind the LinkedIn posts? Who should do it? 
And do you have them just sit in a chair and point the camera at them? Do you have an off-air questioner, somebody to ask questions and have them answer them? What's the format? Julia, why don't you give us some of your expertise? And I know Alexandra and Mark have something to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that you can take a couple different approaches, and I think it ultimately depends on who the the end user is or the consumer of the content. So if you are going to put together a video that you plan on putting up on your landing page or you're going to post on social networks, um, I think you might want to make sure it's a little bit more polished and it's possible to maybe work with uh, the marketing team on that. But when we're talking about personalized messages that go out via an email or a personalized landing page that you have that's specific to you as a sales rep, I think you can do that on your own, honestly speaking. And I don't even think that in today's day and age you need necessarily like a DSLR camera or anything. I really think Mm -hmm. that the quality that we have on our laptops and the quality of camera um, and resolution that we have on our, let's say, iPhone or Android phone or whatever it is you're using is far more than enough to to get the job done. Um, And I think that most of the software that you buy today, and maybe Alexandra can, can uh, reiterate on this when uh, she's implemented it with SAP, but um, most of the software companies that offer you uh, access to their software are going to provide some training and best practices and whatnot with the hopes that they arm each sales rep to be able to do this themselves. Um, the idea is to eliminate as much as possible uh, the need for a larger team to do this now and put the power in the hands of the individual to do it. And I think over time, you'll get to realize what you need to do to make the video right. Um, Still today, I make nice little notes or little questions that I think the prospect may want to know, or I put themes that I want to talk about, and I just type those on my Word document, and occasionally uh, I'll glance down at it and start talking to the camera again. And the beautiful thing about what you said, Bonnie, is we have the ability, ability to edit very quickly and easily now with the software out there. So if you do glance at your notes or you do look down somewhere, that's the opportunity to maybe cut that small part out uh, and still be authentic and, and handle things on your own. So I think you don't need a large team anymore. I think it can be handled yep. in the individual uh, on the individual's uh, basis. Thank you very much. I think you're absolutely right with that. I'm loving where we're going with this. Alexandra, thoughts? Somebody sitting in a chair, Do you what kind of a backdrop, what kind of a background? How should they be dressed? How much coaching? How long should the video be? Let's just dive right into our continuation of tips and tricks. What do you think, Alexandra? What's your expertise on this? Yeah, I think everyone can record themselves in a, a very high quality and what we usually train on is, for instance, the headspace, framing, and the background. Mm-hmm. Background is key, especially in office environments, because I don't know why, but people love to stand in front of a white wall that makes them look like they're stuck <laughs> on this wall. But actually, we have so many nice coffee corners and other areas in an office where you have designed furniture and a nice uh, depth of field. And so we train on these basics. And we usually tell people that they don't even need to order a light if they have a window that allows sufficient daylight to shine right into their face. And then the only thing they need to do is put their iPhone on a tripod, put it between the window and themselves, attach a lavalier mic, and then they can record their little video message. And with regards to how long a video should be, um, I read on Wistia's website that those videos that are around two minutes or maximum two minutes are the most engaging and then the engagement drops. So it's actually very easy to, you only need to think about your main message and get right to the point. And if you are not satisfied with the first video, you can always re-record it because everything is saved on the iPhone or another kind of smartphone and you can simply delete it if you're not satisfied. And so this also takes away the fear that a lot of people have. Thank you very much. I have to tell you, Alexandra, one of my recent TV guests is a local woman who has what what we'll call a high-end private uh, training boutique. She uses a certain type of workout equipment, and she started doing videos of segments of her workout. She'll say, okay, here's a workout before Thanksgiving when you know you're going to have a lot of pie, or here's a workout uh, getting ready for the winter season. She puts her iPhone on the floor in her studio. She has a home studio. I, I think it's in addition to her house. She puts it up. She puts a, a work light near it and she does the exercises and speaks without a separate microphone, without a whole video crew and she just tapes herself and she posts them and she said, and she does a lot of them and they go on her Facebook page and it has generated so much business but 
She is literally giving away some of the exercise techniques and it's engaging people to say, oh, I want to know more. I want to be your client. Where's your studio? How can we do a workout program together? So by sharing information without a, oh, sign up and then I'll give you my top 10 tips for mommies and daddies who have little kids to work out and stay healthy. She doesn't do that. She just puts it out there for free. Is that considered? And I told her I thought that was thought leadership. What do you think, Alexandra? Yeah, I totally agree. I um, I also follow one woman who posts a lot of Pilates videos on YouTube, and I follow her since a couple of years already. It's Bloggylates. I'm absolutely obsessed <laughs> with watching these videos on YouTube. And, yeah, you also start to become more comfortable, comfortable, right? You don't need to go to the gym anymore. You can do exercises anywhere you are. And with regards to giving content away, yeah, I had a personal dilemma, dilemma with that a couple of months ago. I wasn't sure if I should um, put my knowledge on social networks or if I would take away some competitive advantage from SAP. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, you know, and if I decided to put something on these social networks, what should I talk about? How much can I reveal? But then I had yes. a discussion with my colleague, and he just laughed at me and said, "You will gain much more than you think you will yes. lose." And so yes. I just started to record my own videos and give away my tips and tricks on social video. And it's been so rewarding because people yeah. watch my videos, they approach me, they talk to me about the topics, and yes, you gain so much more than you think you will lose. And I've made so such a good experience with that. I can only recommend it to any, any uh, everyone else. And what it also helps you to do is to get recognized as a thought leader and an expert in your field and this can only benefit you so I can <laughs> I can only support this Thank you. And I have to tell my three panelists, we are out of time. This was so interesting and so fun. So instead of giving you each 60 seconds for your predictions at our crystal ball round, I don't have that much time left. So I'm going to say give me one sentence of what you predict will change between now. Everything's moving so fast. I won't say 2025. Let's say 2020, which is just, oh my goodness, 13 and a half months away. Mark Latenero, Grapevine 6, what will change about people's ability to make really cool videos and transform their text message into a more personal message for prospects and for a bigger audience and for customers? Mark Latenero, one sentence, predict, go. So um, by 2020, actually, and this is a stat, online videos will make up more than 80% of all consumer internet traffic. So I think that by then, it's going to be a necessity. It's not going to be just a little extra added value. Uh, companies are, are going to need to incorporate video into their sales and marketing efforts. So it's going to go from something cool to a necessity, I think, uh, in the next couple of years. Thank you. Julio Viscovich, I've got oh, uh, 20 seconds. Go ahead. Technology is going to change, and we're going to have much more opportunity to connect with our prospects. And believe it or not, I don't think we're that far away from using virtual reality software and hardware to be able to really be close to our our prospects and feel like we're Ah. sitting right next to them. So I think some interesting things are going to come out um, with that regard, Bonnie. Yes, indeed. Alexandra, one sentence. That's all I've got for you. Seriously, go ahead. Yeah. My prediction and my biggest hope is that the social business networks will open up their APIs to allow for the wildest and most engaging form of video and virtual communication on their platforms. And that's my biggest hope. Thank you very much. My three panelists, we've we've got to do this again in early 2019. I can't believe I said that, 2019, seriously. So we're going to to get you back if you'd like to. Mark, Julio, and Alexander, you want to come back and do a part three with me? I think there's so much to do on this. Of course. Thank you. Wonderful. We need to. This it's it's an important. It's a need. It's a necessity because our audience is saying, "Well, what else can they tell us?" I'll send you an invite. We'll do something in January. You've been listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers, Social Sellers, and Video. Look, ma, I'm on camera. Yes, I am. Part two, and we're looking at part three. Mark Latenero, Grapevine Six. Thank you, and say hello to your colleague who introduced you to us and brought you back. Actually, you've been on before. Julio Viscovich at Next Level Sales and a professor. Alexander Witta at SAP. I'm Bonnie. 
Peggy Graham. Thank you to Aaron, our engineer. I'm looking at the clock here. Vit Viti saying to me, here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Find a phone, find a camera, and videotape yourself. 30 seconds. See how you look and sound, and then go from there. So go out and be a game changer today, just like Mark Lotenero at Grapevine 6, just like Julio Viscovich at Next Level Sales, and of course, just like Alexandra Witte at SAP. Signing off. I'll be back at 2 p.m. Eastern with a new episode of Predictive Machine Learning. You don't want to miss that one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. We'll be right back.